They call it running a business for a reason. Because your day can get away from you fast. It takes a lot of work to make it all work. But with Clover, doing business feels like a walk in the park. Take appointments, do inventory, manage staff. With the right business tools, everything moves in sync. And nothing can slow you down. Clover. Accept payments, run your business, and sell more. For a limited time only, visit Clover.com slash Pandora and get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.clover.com slash Pandora. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So I, I looked and it said Martin Burgess. And I was like, well, maybe that's like her husband or something. And then I like sent, I like did that little thing where you send a wave. So like Martin's going to be like, who the hell is this? <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Buffalo Sabres edition. And this time we are joined by Melissa Burgess, who's one of the editors over at Die by the Blade, which is a very cool name. <laughs> Melissa, how are you doing? Not bad. How are you, Kelly? Good, thank you. Um, so yeah, both of our teams are now two games into the season. So unlike when I talked to our pal Jim from Pennsburg, we have actual game stuff that we can talk about, which always makes it a little bit more fun. Um, yeah, so let's just talk a little bit about the Buffalo Sabres generally this year. So I know that kind of the big deal was you guys getting Taylor Hall. Um, I noticed that he has, I think, a goal and a couple of assists. How has he looked so far for you guys? Yeah, I think Taylor Hall looked great so far. Obviously, like you said, it's only been two games, but... I was really shocked when the Sabres got him over the summer. I remember reading it on Twitter and I was like flabbergasted. And I checked, you know, three different times to make sure that it was a verified, I think it was Darren Drager. And I was like, this is a legit account. It's not, you know, someone making a joke. And I was like, oh my God, this actually happened. Um, Yeah, he has, you know, three points on the season so far. Um, A little scary yesterday. He took a puck to to the face and had to get some stitches, but uh, came back and obviously right back into it. So really looking forward to seeing him, you know, over the next few games here, especially against the Flyers. Yeah, it should be. I'm like, I'm kind of interested because obviously the the Flyers and the Sabres play hockey games against each other in normal circumstances, but there's something different about being in the same division and playing a team, you know, eight times in a season. And we just don't get that much of a look at Buffalo ever. So I'm kind of excited about it because Buffalo is one of those teams that I feel like in my head, if the NHL is operating in its most ideal fashion, the Buffalo Sabres are a good hockey team because I just feel like it's like a good hockey market. It's like, you know, Canada light a little bit. Like, I feel like the Sabres should be a a good hockey team. And it kind of seems like perhaps they're on the way to getting there. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to be, you know, abjectly terrible with Jack Eichel on your team, but um, 
there are some things about the Sabres that are kind of like, okay, why are they doing that? And I think the biggest one, um, Charlie on Broad Street Hockey Radio likes to say all the time that he can't take a team that considers Rasmus Ristolainen a number one defenseman seriously. So until the Sabres aren't doing that, he can't take them seriously. But what is it about Ristolainen that this team sees that makes them continue to utilize him as their pretty much best defenseman? I think he's a big body. Mm, um, they do that, love that. That always helps. Yeah, that always helps on defense. Uh, definitely the same, the sentiment here is why are we using him as our main defenseman? He makes, you know, the, the silly mistakes that make people shake their head and um, the sloppy, you know, giveaways and the sloppy breakouts that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, year year after year, he's still here. Year after year, he's still eating up huge chunks of ice time. I, I don't know about Friday night's game, but I know Thursday night, I think he led the Sabres in ice time and like, it wasn't, you know, close. Um, so I think just having a player who's able to pick up those big minutes is something that the Sabres want, but you also want a player who's going to play well and not make the sloppy mistakes that, you know, cost the team those little plays. Mm. Do you think there's, any redeeming him or is he just bad? <laughs> no, I think, I think, I don't think he's as bad as other people think he is. Um, I think also maybe reducing his ice time would help him be better mm. in a sense, because, you know, if you're putting all this pressure on one player, you're giving him all this ice time and you're putting him as like your top defenseman and everybody's, you know, basically crapping on him. You maybe cut back on his workload a little bit, let him spread things out a little bit more, and maybe he learns, you know, how to how to balance it better. That being said, it's not like he's a rookie anymore. He's, you know, been he's been around longer than I always think. For some reason, I always think he's still one of the newer players, and he's honestly one of the veterans now. And that's kind of painful to to say that because it just makes me feel old. But, right. <laughs> uh, I, I think. You know, I also think it depends on who he's paired with. And I think getting him some good defensemen to work around is key. So back to more of a positive thing. And one of the things that makes me think that maybe Buffalo might be on a road to being a better hockey team. Um, Dylan Cousins is now part of the team. Um, How has he looked in his first two NHL games? Yeah, I've liked him so far in his first two games. Uh, coming off the World Juniors, you know, he was he was really strong in Canada's performance there. Obviously didn't get that end result that he wanted, but to to come off of playing that higher level of, still it's junior hockey, but it's still hockey, mm-hmm. is really good. Um, I was, you know, there was that question of, is he going to make the Sabres opening night roster or not? And of course you hope he does because you know what a talent he is. He's looked good so far. He has one assist. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think it's also a growing pains thing. Like, just with the the format of the season this year, this is literally his first NHL action. He didn't even get, you know, some preseason action or anything. So he's just kind of got thrown right into the fire. Um, but I think he's stepped up well over the last two games. So let's talk about goaltending a little bit. Um can we not? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> as, as I said before, somebody who like never paid that much attention to the Sabres because they weren't in our division. Um, who is the the number one goaltender in Buffalo? Which one of these guys is it? 
Carter Hutton, so Linus. That's always is, the question, you know. Oh, okay. I think a lot of people, I, I mean, I say it's Linus Allmark. Um, and he's definitely the future of the Sabres in terms of goaltending. Carter Hutton is, you know, the older one. He's the more experienced goalie. Allmark's the fresher, younger one. But Allmark is definitely the better of the two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you saw that in these last two games that the Sabres have, obviously the Sabres have only played two games, but you saw that in these games against Washington. Hutton on Thursday night wasn't great. Some, you know, some of the goals weren't his fault. Some of the goals he got left out to dry on, but Allmark was a lot better on Friday night. Uh, the game was a lot, cl- was closer, tighter. Um, and Allmark is definitely the starter. Um, but, you know, like I, I kind of, I wrote an article about this for Die by the Blade um, last week. Is there even such a thing as a starting goalie in this season with how close the games are, you know, back to backs and, you know, 56 games in something like 114 days, you've got to utilize your goalies smartly. And I think Mm -hmm. you've almost got to use both of them evenly because you don't want anybody to be carrying that heavy of a workload in such a short span of time. Someone's going to get burned out, you know, Lena Solmark is going to get burned out or, you know, or you risk an injury and then it's not even think about that. Yeah. Right. Not great. Uh, Yeah. That was the thing that kind of confused me. Um, just like looking at, you know, just the, the box stats, like last season, it seems like they kind of split time for the most part, but Allmark was like way better by the numbers. And then this season, obviously they've already split just the two games. And so it was kind of like, okay, is this kind of operating as like a true tandem? Um, is Olmark ever going to like emerge as an actual number one where he's taking maybe like 60, 70% of the games rather than about half. Um, that's the thing that I was kind of a little bit confused about it. Cause it, cause just looking at the numbers, it looks like a tandem, but with one of the goalies just being way better than the other one. Yeah. I think Olmark will get to that point where he is the true starter. I think the Sabres still think of him as this young new goalie who needs like the introduction to the NHL still um, and needs to get warmed up into that starting role. And of course, I think the hope for me last year was that this season would be that season for Allmark where he would really get the push to be the starter. And then everything happened and it's a totally weird format. And so I don't know if that happens this season, but hopefully next season. So getting into these two games with the Flyers a little bit, what would you say is the thing that that the Flyers need to worry about the most? Like if the Sabres are going to win these games or one of these games, what is the thing that's going to beat the Flyers? Line combinations. It it sounds weird maybe, but um, that's one of the things that we've been tracking carefully over the last two games. The first game of the season – um, Ralph Kruger had some, you know, he had his lines and they pretty much stuck to it the entire game, even when it was pretty clear that these lines were not working together. You know, you wanted, you wanted Jeff Skinner to play and to be a good player and to be the player that he is, but he's on the fourth line playing fourth line minutes with guys like Tobias Ryder. Wow. Where it's just not a good, it's just not the right fit, you know? Um, but, you know, yesterday we saw Skinner play some time with Eric Stahl and Sam Reinhardt. That's a great combination, in my opinion. Um, that line, if it stays together for, for the games against the Flyers here, is, is great. Um, that line, again, 
of Eichel, Taylor Hall, and Tage Thompson is one the Flyers should watch out for. Tage Thompson is kind of, you know, maybe not as on, he's a less known name. You know, everybody knows Taylor Hall. Everybody knows Jack Eichel. Probably don't know Tage Thompson, Mm -hmm. um, but I think he has a lot of potential. And if he's playing on that top line, he can really up his level of play and just bring something special to that line where there's so much depth and so much offensive skill. So I really would like to see that line step up. And obviously, like you see it on the, the score sheet right now, Hall has a goal and two assists. Eichel has three assists so far this season. Those guys came ready to play. Yeah. I mean, they're just so good. Like, it's it's hard yeah. to imagine them. And having the two of them together, like, is – I mean, I'm assuming – we all assumed, I think, when Hall signed that one-year contract with you guys, that that was kind of what he was going for, that he's going to play with Jack Eichel and they're just going to, like, run house on teams scoring goals because even if the rest of the Sabres are terrible, which, you know, they may or may not be – those two playing together are, you know, they're going to score goals, you know, probably a lot of them. Um, so I'm assuming that's something that you definitely have to watch for when you're playing the Sabres. But what would you say, I guess, apart from defense, because we kind of know going into it, that that's kind of a bit of a weak spot for the Sabres. It's a weak spot for the Flyers right now, too. But um, what would you say is the biggest weakness that the Sabres have that the Flyers might be able to exploit? So early in the season, um, it's been our the power play has been mm. you know pretty useless um I don't really know how the Flyers can exploit that so much but it's more of maybe just like a thing you don't have to worry too much about like the Sabres were great on the power play on Friday night they had so many chances but they just couldn't score they mm. went oh they went like when do you, how often do you see a team go oh for five on the power play well <laughs> Flyers fans will tell you that we know this life a little too well, unfortunately. Um, Other than that, you know, I think it's that fourth line. I think it's the goaltending. I think it's just the the sloppy breakouts and sometimes the giveaways that, you know, the Sabres haven't been very clean on with the giveaways. So that's something that, you know, Flyers fans could look out for as a, a way to kind of get those extra chances. Do you assume that the goalies are going to split these two games as well? I do. I think so. Um, you know, the Sabres have Saturday and Sunday off. I think the Flyers do as well, right? Hmm. Is that right? Um, yeah. So I would expect that, especially because then after the Flyers series, the Sabres play the Capitals again. Oh, boy. Um, so it's a, it's a busy week for them, you know. So I think you split these two games against the Flyers and – then you really get a better idea of how these goalies are going to play this season because then both will have two goal, two games under their belts and you'll really be able to see, okay, now we're kind of settling into the season here. Like, yeah, it's only been, it'll have been four games at that point, but it's four games out of a 56-game season. So you've got to kind of get things figured out pretty early here. How are you feeling about the new division? Is it fun for you or are you, I mean, I, the Metro, well, the old Metro has always been one of the toughest divisions um, in hockey, which has been, you know, super fun for us. But how are you feeling being added to this division with this bunch of teams? Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is that the Sabres aren't playing Toronto this year, which is just super, super weird. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, an hour and change over the border. 
and we don't get to see them at all this season. And there's such a big rivalry there. And that's a big loss. Um, But I think it's interesting. I I like that we still get to see the Bruins. Um, So there's still the hat, you know, rivalry, but I do think it's a really tough division. Um, And that's why I'm kind of inclined to say the Sabres aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I know it's an early hot take, but I think it's just an uphill battle because you do have teams like Pittsburgh and Washington and you're seeing them all the time pretty much. And it's a lot tighter competition and Sabres don't have as much time to get into the swing of things. So I like it. Um, and I think that the format this year will build some really interesting rivalries. Obviously like the Flyers and the Sabres have always had that mm-hmm. um, energy between them, we'll call it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think, you know, you see a team so many times in such a short span of time, you're going to start to get sick of each other. You're going to start to, pick up on, oh, wow, we really don't like that player. And, oh, wow, that guy really pissed us off last game. Let's go after him this game. So I think it's an interesting format. Um, I think, you know, by the end of the season, we'll be, like, sick of each other. Yeah. And we'll be like, wow, we can play the Flyers again. Thank God. But I think it, it'll build some interesting relationships. So we were kind of talking during our season preview show on Broad Street Hockey Radio that, like, If the Islanders, who we continue to think are just fraudulent, they're, like, not actually good. They just continue to do some kind of witchcraft that makes them win hockey games. So we were just kind of thinking, like, if the the Islanders lose whatever, you know, Barry Trotz magic makes them win hockey games, and Pittsburgh doesn't perform as well as people think they're going to, like, maybe if, you know— Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel go nuts. Maybe Buffalo sneaks into that fourth spot. I don't know. I Like a weirder thing could happen, I think. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, in this season, all you need is a few games here or there to mm-hmm. make a big difference. And we've already seen, you know, Pittsburgh's first two games of the season have been terrible. Yeah, it was um, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that's one of those teams that you would think would be the big contender. And all of a sudden, we're two games into the season, and they're still looking for their first win, and they haven't been good. Um, so I, I do think there's that potential, you know. Um, yeah. But I just think it's it's an uphill climb for the Sabers. But you know, you're right. If if Hall and Eichel get on a a swing and and are able to find that chemistry and break through and just absolutely tear teams apart, we could definitely get there. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of like I think what's going to be the most fun about this weird short season is that you really don't have any room for error. Like if you go on like a four game losing streak, like that's a big problem for you where normally that would just be like a little bit of a problem. And then if you have a team that gets hot for a minute, like they could shoot up the standings and there's just no room to make up for it once, you know, it gets towards the end of the season. So I'm, I'm kind of super psyched about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I know you mentioned yeah, there's, also no, there's also no time to really, you know, get into the season. Like it's yeah. Yeah. The Sabres had, yeah. You know, like the non-playoff teams, like the Sabres had that little extra time for training camp, but it was still only like a two week camp. And then you're mm-hmm. right into game action. There's no preseason. Okay. Yeah. You had a few in, you know, scrimmages, but scrimmages are not the same thing and you're thrown right into games. So there's no time for you to kind of get into the swing of things because here you are, you're two games into the season. By the end of next week, you're six games into the season of a 56-game season. There's no time for, you know, 
slacking off and getting used to things that you got to get right into it. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. These teams that haven't won yet are going to have to turn it around pretty quickly. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. I know you mentioned Tage Thompson is someone who's pretty good on the Sabres that we might not have on our radar. Um, is there anybody else that we should know about? Keep an eye on. Um, well, so we've already talked about, obviously, uh, Dylan Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of a, they call him like the workhorse from Whitehorse, but he's a dark horse, let's call it. Um, <laughs> but I think Victor Olofsson, if if Flyers fans aren't familiar with Victor Olofsson, get familiar with him. Um, he's, he's a really skilled forward. Uh, last season, he was really good on the power play. This season, he's, you know, been all right. He's been, he's got two points so far on the season, which is great. Um, he's just a really talented forward. He knows how, where to put the puck to, to find those chances. So I think he's one of the players to watch out for. Um, I've also really liked Colin Miller on defense. Um, I liked him last season, but we didn't get to see as much of him last season um, as we have, you know, so far this year. Um, so just, just those guys, you know, to, to watch out for who are maybe the ones that you wouldn't necessarily be looking at when there's guys like Eichel and Hall on the ice. Obviously, you're going to look at them, but um, there is some other talent buried down there. So, Okay. Good to know. Anything you're excited about seeing against the Flyers? Oh, man. I, I'm, I just, I'm enjoying watching Eric Stahl. Um, mm. He was another one of those players that, like, I didn't think would ever come to Buffalo. And then all of a sudden he was on Buffalo and first two games, you know, have been a little rough for him. Um, but honestly, I'm just glad that he's not injured because he, he did get a hit in game one of the season by Nick Dowd um, and went down and went off the ice. And it was kind of like, Oh God, is he, you know, going to be out for a long time? And he was day to day and then he was in all of a sudden. Um, so looking forward to seeing him um, play against the Flyers because in general, you know, he's finding his way with the team. He's getting more used to these players. Um, and as for, you know, looking at the Flyers, um, I'm always interested to watch Oscar Lindblom. Mm, okay. Um, you know, I think that's, that's I don't want to call it like a great story because I don't want to make it seem like I'm downplaying everything that he went through. But I think it's great to see him playing hockey. Um, and I know he's he's had a pretty good season so far, right? Yeah, he looks uh, remarkably good, considering everything he's been through. I mean, he, even in the playoffs last season, like, you could tell he had definitely lost a step, but, like, it was crazy to see him playing hockey so yeah. soon. So, yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's it's awesome that he's okay. You don't ever want to see anybody, like anybody ever, um, but especially someone so young. But, yeah. So the last thing I'll ask you. I think this is your first time doing this with me, but I ask everybody. Um, awesome. I hope you liked it. But um, I ask everybody for a score prediction for the game, which is harder with two games. But um, if you want to throw out there what you think maybe the final score of Monday's game might be for funsies. I say three to two Buffalo. Ooh, three to two Buffalo. Okay. I mean, the Sabres have kept their games pretty close so far, you know, mm-hmm. Thursday's game was like a two game, but it, two goal, but it was an empty netter. So that's kind of a throwaway. And then Friday's game was a one goal. So I think the Sabres have been keeping things tighter. Um, and yeah, I'm going to say three, two. Sure. Okay. 
a respectable guess, I think. The Flyers, it's going to be interesting, I think. The Flyers, um, I'm not sure if you saw, Sean Couturier left yeah. last night's game in the first period and didn't return. He's getting an MRI today, apparently, at some point Saturday, and we haven't heard yet. Um, if they're without Sean Couturier, it might be a little bit of a mess. They looked pretty messy at five on five once he went down. Um, obviously, he's their their best player, arguably. So it's kind of hard when you lose your one C to to look as good as you would otherwise. But I think if there's no Couturier, um, it's going to be interesting to see who factors into the lineup. Um, if they go like with a skill guy like Morgan Frost, or if they do like the safe NHL coach thing and just pop somebody into the fourth line that isn't going to make a lot of noise. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I could see Monday's game being the Flyers first loss of the season, just because it might be a little bit messy lineup wise. And if the forward lines aren't what they were because they have to be mixed up, the defense still hasn't really figured it all the way out yet. Um, it could be, you know, it could be an ugly one. And uh, so I will, I'm going to say 2-1 Sabres. I'm going to do 2-1 Sabres, but then I'm, they're going to win on Tuesday. That's my prediction. I, I agree. I think the, they'll, I think they'll split the yeah. series. I think that's what we'll see. I mean, yeah, like back-to-back games is always rough. Um, I'm assuming we'll see Brian Elliott in one of these games. I'm not sure which one. Um, but yeah, the Couturier thing, if he's out, that's going to be a thing. So yeah, I could, I think a, a split is a, a fair bet for both of us. <laughs> now, if Travis Konechny goes on like an absolute tear, then that Ooh. might be different. <laughs> Which he might, because I don't, like, I don't, whatever he lost in the playoffs last year, he is... 100% found it again, that's for sure. He looked ridiculous last night. Um, but yeah, so this was great. Melissa, did you have anything else you want to add about the Sabres for the Flyers fans listening? I don't think so, but we'll see you again soon. You know, <laughs> Yeah, right? A whole bunch of times. So thank you so much for hanging out with me, Melissa. Um, listeners, if you want to learn a little bit about the Buffalo Sabres before these two hockey games, head on over to Die by the Blade, where they are doing excellent work. Um, Melissa, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope this was fun for you. It was fun for me. Yeah, of course. It's always fun talking hockey. And especially talking hockey with another woman is always fantastic. So. Right? It's so nice. God, that's the kind of like my favorite thing about SB Nation is that when I'm looking for people to do these little pods with me, I like probably at least 40% of the time end up with another woman. And that just makes me super happy because, you know, there aren't yeah. enough of us. So this is good. <laughs> it's good for us to get our voices out there. But Everyone, I hope you enjoy the game. It's our first 7.30 start of the season, the cursed 7.30 start time on a Monday. That should be fun for everybody. Um, But yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys the game. Go Flyers. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 
They call it running a business for a reason. Because your day can get away from you fast. It takes a lot of work to make it all work. But with Clover, doing business feels like a walk in the park. Take appointments, do inventory, manage staff. With the right business tools, everything moves in sync. And nothing can slow you down. Clover. Accept payments, run your business, and sell more. For a limited time only, visit Clover.com slash Pandora and get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.clover.com slash Pandora.